so, so, so scandalous. Anticipating something. Talking about the dance in your pants. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show, Sin's home of sexuality, identity and relationships on Sin Nation. So, so, so scandalous. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. My name is Christian. This is my very first time hosting. I'm very happy to be here with Woo! my frequent co-star, Amorette. Yes. Oh, wait, wrong show. No, English, no, not yeah. French. <laughs> not <laughs> French. <laughs> 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 I, love I love this is your like, first time. This is like my bajillionth time, and yet mm. I'm still really not that great at it. Let's, let's be honest with oh. each other. Find out. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But yes, here. speaking of um, French, because French is a language, and language is the theme of this week's episode. Uh, French isn't, but language is. Um, yeah, so we're talking about um, like relationships and the whole. Uh, is it called called a culturally and linguistically diverse C A L D background? So that's called. indeed we are. Yes, um, and someone is going to get called in as well for a segment. Oh, you are on fire, <laughs> conversation. On fire. Um, we're also talking about neurodiversity. Um, if you don't know what that is, you're about to find out. Um, it's a, yes, it's it's quite a big quite a big thing. Um, and again, one of the things that Amaret and I are used to talking about. So indeed. Yes. Um, and we'll also be talking about vampires um, and sexuality. Because yes. that's totally mixed with the other topics that we're going to talk about. So. Very linguistic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but really, it, it is actually like an interesting kind of cultural phenomenon, the vampires Very throughout true. the ages. So Drac- uh, yeah, yeah, vampires from Dracula to uh, Twilight. Yes. But, but just beyond. skipping Twilight because no one really needs to know about it. If it just mm. withered away and died, I don't mm. think anyone would care. Yeah, um, and we'll also yes, we've got an interesting playlist lined up as well for you this episode. A few um, guilty pleasures, I guess we might say, and some not so guilty yes. pleasures, yeah, um, and one or two um, I guess quote unquote good songs thrown in there as well. Um, All thanks to me. Just put yeah. my hand up there. <laughs> totally. Me with um, the music. Yes, yeah, so we've got one coming up for you right now. So enjoy. It's, this um, is Ocean Man by Ween. It's the Naughty Root Show here on Sin Nation. Got a question? Hit us up at the naughtyrootshow.tumblr.com forward slash r. Accidentally in love there by Counting Crows from the soundtrack to Shrek 2. But she knew that. You're listening to the Naughty Root Show on Sin Nation with myself, Christian, and Amaret. Um, at this point, we would just like to mention that uh, if you have anything you want to, um, you know, Say to us, ask us. Um, if you'd like to interact with us at all throughout the show, we love interaction. Um, there's a, a number you can text in. So uh, we're going to try and make this as catchy as possible, but it's hard. So. <laughs> <laughs> Listen um, in, everyone. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. 0438 662 426. That's 0438 662 426. <laughs> Getting there. Anyway. <laughs> Drop us a line through there. It's better than it was yeah, 30 oh. seconds ago when we were like, how do we do this? <laughs> we do have one. Um, anyway, tell us uh, a bit about yourself. So, um, obviously you know my name, so mm-hmm. is that all you need to know about me? Not really. So I'm 25, almost sin dead, which is going to be really, really sad. Um, don't worry, everyone, that's not me actually dying. That's just I won't be able to get in your ear holes every Sunday night, which would be really disappointing for you, I know. Mm. I am uh, by. 
and I'm single. And uh, I'm ready to mingle now, G. Um, I'm ready to get into some sick tunes and some neurodiversity chats, though, Christian. But first, Same. you got to tell me all about you. Yes. Well, my name is still Christian. I am 22 but 23 in two months. Oh, that's exciting. Um, I am. Uh, I usually say like, as, and when I say usually, I mean like since today, I've been saying like gay-ish approximation. I love but that. Yeah, you know, it's a reference point. It's a. I like it's it. a word that people people know what it means, and it's close. Sometimes they feel like they're close enough. Um, and single, yes. Um, All the yeah. singles on the show tonight, <laughs> getting busy on the text line. <laughs> uh, although that's not what the text line is for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> although no. So neurodiversity. Um, if you don't know what it is, uh, Amaret and I certainly do, so we can fill you in. Um, so I guess in a nutshell. Um, it's basically it's a diff- yeah so it's a different way than you're probably used to of looking at um, conditions such as um, AD- like ADHD, um, dyslexia, uh, Tourette's syndrome, dyspraxia, autism. Oh, I mentioned it, but it was six. Usually, it gets mentioned first, first and yeah. usually that's all people We're think of. We're pushing it down the totem pole. We are um, a different way of thinking. So, so basically, like rather than there's like uh, you know um, things to be sort of fixed um, and like over medicalized, I guess um, they're like seen as natural variations in the human genome. Um, so diversity, kind of like you know biodiversity is needed um, because if we didn't have biodiversity, then one single disease could wipe out the entire human species. Um, neurodiversity is. Yeah, needed and or, or at the very least like natural. Um, it's not something yeah. to be rectified. It's a fact of life. Different people have different brains. Very, very true. Mm. Very succinct, Christian. Love it. Thank you. Um, but anyway, as to wh- why are we talking about neurodiversity on this particular show? Um, well, if you can probably already like guess the ways in which it might come into play. Um, but like, you know, obviously, when it comes to relationships. Um, there is, and we're going to be talking about this a bit more with Julia, um, but there's this kind of this whole idea of that some people have of like either, yeah, it's like if you're neurodivergent yourself, um, so if you have one of those conditions, um, some people think that like you, 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 actually, some people do actually think you can only like have relationships with other people who are also mm. neurodivergent. That's one thing. Yeah. Um, and other people would go so far as even to say that like, I, I, like, I want a partner. I'm just going to meet a neurodivergent person. You're neurodivergent. I'm neurodivergent. We will talk. We will hit mm. it off. We are a partner. We are together. Kind of like a Bride of Frankenstein way of thinking about it. Like, yeah. we're, of, you know, we're of the same kind. I, I feel yeah. like it's, it's very much... Mm. I, don't, I don't know why, but I feel mm. like it's the norm, the heteros, they're like... Oh, all of us are different, and all the gays are like, oh, all of us are different. All the guys are like, ah, oh, yeah, we're all bi, but we're all different. And then all the people who are neurodiverse are like, but we're all the same. It's like, <laughs> but no, because personality is a natural variance, and everyone has one, so no one is exactly the same. Hmm. Exactly. So- um, so we are going to bring in our good friend Julia Pillay um, to talk some more about this, because as you can tell, there's. There's heaps that we've just scratched the surface. Um, but we're going to go to another song now. So enjoy that. You're listening to the Naughty Root Show on Simulation oh, with Christian Amaret. And we are going to... One of my all-time faves. It's Stacey's mum, Fountains of Wayne. Ooh. 
Sugar and spice and everything nice. Fresh Prince of Bel Air there. Um, and what did we have before? Stacey's mum. Oh, of course, Stacey's mom. That's Love right. It. Yes. <laughs> Killer combination. Um, it is the Naughty Rude Show here on the Nation. Mm-hmm. We're we're in. A, we're really trying to make it a thing mm. to make it the Nation. So. We do have the text line. We're going to read it back out to you. It is 0438-662426. I didn't say it very fancy like Christian said it, mainly because I'm struggling to see it from here, so I'm just trying to get it out real quick. But you can get through on the text line, and you should just constantly be like, love your work, Naish, and mm. eventually it's going to be Naish. So mm. fingers crossed, y'all. That's, that's our big plan. <laughs> but right now we're heading into our fabulous chat with the fa- Ever fabulous, amazing queen, Julia Pillay. Julia, thank you for joining us on the show tonight. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, <laughs> so, we, if you were listening to a chat before, Amrit and I just gave a little bit of a spiel about like the whole, what is neurodiversity. Um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, a pr- that's not a bad first question, actually. How many times have you been asked that? What is neurodiversity? And how many times have you answered that? Too many that? times. Yeah. Too many times. <laughs> Saved it for you today. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I believe you've had, uh, well, first thing we wanted to talk about was like um, kind of comparing uh, dating apps, dating, like, uh, what would you call it? Like non- non-virtual dating, real-life dating. Um, Fake life dating and, and real-life dating. If we call IRL in real life, then I think we call internet fake life. Just, just makes sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which one do you prefer so far? You see, you see, this is the thing that, like, I feel like we as people, the blurring of, like, real life and fake life has gone to the point where they don't really exist anymore. So mm-hmm. when you think about your friendships, right, like... You're equally with friends on Snapchat or on Facebook as you are with a lot of friends in real life. So I feel like with dating, it's quite similar. Um, So I find that cold, so like kind of going into online dating cold doesn't often work. Um, But I do feel like sometimes... um, like integrating real life dating and um, online dating actually works quite well together. So what I mean by that is like, um, so there's one person I'm seeing. I met her very briefly in in person and I had a conversation with her, but then I saw her on Tinder and I was like, I think you're cute. So I liked her and then she liked me back. So it's kind of nice when you're able to do that because you know, when you're meeting someone and you're like, yeah, this person's really cute, it's really hard to get the conversation going about, like, oh, do I want to date you? And it can be really gauche. But if you see someone on Tinder, say, and you can say, I think you're cute, you know, you can do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I totally get where you're coming from. I, I like it a lot, actually. How, yeah. um, tell me if I'm getting a bit too personal. How is the current thing going with the girl? <laughs> uh, we had a date last week. <laughs> we saw a movie. It was very cute. Um, Love so it. yeah, it's it's cute. Um, so I feel like I feel like with stuff like that, um, 
that's when I find online dating really, really helpful because it's really awkward and hard to have the conversation. If you've met someone, especially if you met someone really briefly and, like, you know, like, perhaps, like, if you're out in the club, yeah, you'll, you'll make out with them or whatever. But, like, you've met them in a social context, um, not a flirting context. So if you can... <laughs> if you can do the um, the Tinder thing real quick and, you know, have, like, no no more, like, insecurity about the fact that they were dating or that you were flirting, mm-hmm. um, that's something that I think is really good about that. Also, friggin' meme groups. Um, I feel like meme groups, just for me personally, because uh, I'm a member of a lot of, like, shitposting groups, I have met people through shitposting groups and then, like, you know, gone on dates with them. So I feel like I feel like sometimes Facebook and, and it, that's like a, that's like the same as you know meeting a friend for a friend now. Mm. But like, you know, you have some online banter about some meme and then you get talking as well, which is a little bit more personal, but then things like Tinder or OkCupid, um, yeah. Cool. Um. And there's some something else you were just uh, you've told me before, um, and because I know you, I've, I've noticed this has happened quite a few times. Um, is that you've like started dating someone, um, and at a certain point, like it's it's come out at a certain point that like they also happen to be autistic. Um, same as this happened to me way too many. This has happened to me way too many times. <laughs> so so I should make it really clear. I think that the idea of actually going out and seeking other autistic people to date is kind of weird, and and I I wouldn't do it. Um, there's this thing that I see a lot, especially on OkCupid, where people will actually say that they're autistic in the bio, and I'm just like, why? <laughs> why are you doing this? Um, because. Like, I mean, some people have said that they do that because they want to, like, make sure that people, like, understand that it's, like, if I act differently, it's just autism, whatever. But I, that's not how I flirt. <laughs> I feel like there are other things I want to talk to, like, in a profile before I mention that. Um, but that's my personal preference. Um, the really funny story I had was actually when I was in a foreign country and I was on a Tinder date. And um, we were basically beginning to get to it and, um, like, we're getting it on, basically. And I just noticed uh, that they had neurotribes on their desk. (laughs) So I, like, briefly paused from making out and I was like, oh, my gosh, you got neurotribes um, on your desk. Um, And then they mentioned something being stimmy and I'm like, oh, great, this has happened. Um, I can't. I can't, like, escape it. And I was kind of like, you know, you have to kind of, like, stop yourself from being like, oh, so you're autistic too, and doing the conversation when you're like, actually, there's something more important at hand happening right now. (laughs) Um, So that has happened to me. Um, Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, a lot of of people, not all people I've gone on dates with or done things with or made out with, like, surely not all of them are autistic, but... um, like, and I don't try it for this to happen, but um, a significant proportion of them are. I don't know how that happened. This is a conspiracy. <laughs> this, is not, this is not me trying anything. <laughs> um, when you find out, does it sort of, like, turn you off at all? Or are you like, ah, more common ground? Um, it, does, it does nothing for me, basically. I think, um, because, like, I remember going on a date with someone and it turned out he was autistic, and he was a shithead, he was a shithead. So, like, you know, um, 
it, it doesn't really, it's kind of like, oh, you've got blue eyes, oh, you've yeah. got um, brown eyes. I realized I, <laughs> this is like a really autistic thing to realize because you don't really look at people's eyes a lot, um, mm. but I realized at a point that all the people I slept with had blue eyes and I didn't notice until after I slept with them, um, <laughs> which was really funny. Um <laughs> It's a bit like that. So, like, all of a sudden you realize that there's a trend happening and you're like, well, I, I, had, nothing, I had nothing to do with this. This is just something that's happening. Um, and then, but also then, then that's not always the case. It's just, it's just most people. <laughs> when, you, um, yeah. when you get into to meeting someone new and you, you state that you yeah. don't want to bring up that whole neurodivergent, like, space straight away and you want to... Say you know, say other things and talk about other topics before you get to that point. Has it ever been like a little bit awkward to bring it up, or you always just like throw it out there, see what comes back? I feel like I feel like you. Um, I feel like it only takes so long for it to come out um, because, like, I mean, when I think of the two people who I'm kind of like massively flirting with. Both of them are sick, and like a lot of our conversations have actually been around neurodiversity. So, I remember the last date I was on, we actually talked quite extensively about like really specific neurodiversity politics. Um, but I feel, I mean, basically, if you're in my group of friends or if you're like a friend of mine, you get the whole neurodiversity spiel, and I feel like. Yeah, it doesn't take too long <laughs> for whoever I'm dating to get the spiel and also, like, it's important that they get the spiel and understand it and aren't shitty about it because then if if they're like, but I thought Autism Speaks was a good organisation, well, that's, like, that's basically, like, a, like, um, that's a deal-breaker, basically. So, <laughs> um, but I don't want to force it on anyone. Like, I don't want to be, like oh, my God, like, and this is now the only thing we talk about. Um, but I feel like I, I don't think I could date anyone properly or go on enough dates with someone without that coming out because then they'll be very artificial and very weird. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's that whole thing of, like, not, yeah, not actively, like, pushing it but also, like, not actively, like keeping it hidden, I guess, like not holding it back, but also not just Yeah, like, yeah, because yeah. um, you don't want it to be the main conversation, because it would be very boring if that was the main conversation, um, yeah. especially like if you're dating another autistic person, it's just like, okay, well, all this is a thing, let's continue to talk about it, like that, that's not really interesting, is it? No. <laughs> and I, yeah, I guess speaking of only being able to talk about it for so long, um, that's probably all the time we have to talk about it on this episode, uh, or with you at least, Julia. Uh, but thanks so much it's for calling right. in. This has been fun. That's okay. I hope, I hope that wasn't too wild. <laughs> no, no, no. That was, that was great. I'm glad we had this chat, and I'm sure. Me too. This is a big chat. <laughs> all right. Talk soon. Awesome. Bye. See thanks, ya. Julia. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Whew. That was Julia Pillay having a chat about neurodiversity and dating. 
You yes. are on the Naughty Rude Show here on Sin Nation. You can send us some texts because we are on the texting line now. It's 0438662426. No, it's I not. It's 0438. Beautiful. Christian's on it. Uh, I'm not going to attempt to say it for the rest of the show, but I will say the Tumblr, which you can also get us on, which is anonymous. You don't need to have an account. It is thenaughtyrootshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. You can send us some questions and we will be answering some of those questions right up on after this song. Got a question? Hit us up at thenaughtyrootshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. We're going to answer some questions from our text line. Christian, drop that. Well, um, we were actually asked why is the show called Naughty Rude. I, I think it's because if this episode needs anything to go by, it's because we play Naughty's music and we talk Ooh, about some rude things. We do so, yeah, sometimes. Naughty's we, we rude. We do like today. the Naughty's music. Yes. but it's it's pretty much Naughty Rude because we talk about sex mm. and to some extent relationships. We mm. talk about them pretty much equally, um, yeah. and we answer questions because mm. we are a bit naughty and we are a bit rude and we like to spice it up with answers to your spicy questions, mm. which some you questionable can send us. content over here. Yeah, yes. just a little bit. Just oh. a little bit. We're just a little dab of controversy mm. in every single little sprinkling. We'll sprinkle in that controversy. In <laughs> if you could see our hand gestures yeah, right we're just, now. We're all sprinkling in the studio right now. Mm. Um, we do have some questions, though, and we're yes. going to keep up with them. We've got a question just about our, our last little topic we were talking about with um, Julia Pillay, who we had on the phone there. This person asks, are neurodivergence a group? Then they've referenced the book Divergent. Mm-hmm. Like that book. Yes. No. And Yes. Yes, because basically (laughs) neurodiversity is an umbrella term Mm. for a whole bunch of conditions that deal with the brain. Yes, neuro. So, Mm. bang, Christian's on it. He knows Mm. all the things. So, it is is a very broad group. Mm. It covers a lot of different peeps. Yes. And it's, it's basically kind of like a collective noun. Do you call it a collective noun? Yeah. Christian's like, yes, yeah. yes, I would. So that it is a group. It is, however, not like the book Divergent. Yes. Um, if you've seen Divergent or read the books, mm. I, I'm really sorry for you, mm. but it is not It is not like those. In the same books. way that it's not actually called Naughty Rude because we play naughty songs. It just yeah. sounds It sounds similar, but... Too Christian very only. Yeah, movie. he's the only yes. one who went there, but mm. well, moving on. Now the question. <laughs> We've got, have you ever said someone else's name during sex instead of the person you were with? Mm. Ouch. Um, I really hope you haven't because it's nasty and it's a bit sad for the person you're with. I haven't done it. Um, I just try and stick away from names. I do, uh, I'm mainly in the hookups because I'm single, so I'm mainly in the hookups at the moment. And I just can't remember their names, actually. So most of the time, which is even worse than saying someone else's name because um, I just don't bother learning their names. But, um, yeah, if if you're not sure what their name is, just don't say a name. I think in Australia people tend to say, I, I know like in everyday conversation they just say mate if it's somebody's name. Yeah. So, I mean, mate instead of... I, I think they're in the throes of passion. <laughs> so I don't oh. think anyone's going to go, oh, mate. There's uh, no mate in mating. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. yeah. Well, just, just stick to any sort of moaning if that's, that's where you need to go with it. <laughs> 
We have that's all the questions we have, which is super sad. So we're going to want you to send us some more questions. How can people send answers. us more questions though? Good question, Christian. <laughs> you can send it to the Tumblr, which is the naughty forward slash ask. And Christian has the text line down pat. Go for it, Christian. 0438 662 426. Bang. It is the Naughty Rude Show here on Sin Nation. Send us your questions. Naughty or nice. We don't we don't discriminate. No. It's music time. We are playing Wake Me Up Before You Go Go by Wham! Send us a sexy question to our Tumblr. It's the naughty show.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Hello? Listening to the. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy wow. to see you. <laughs> This is beautiful. Quickly before we jump to our next topic of vampires, which we know you really want to hear about because yes. we have thoughts. Someone asks on our text line, which is Christian? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> No, the text line is not Christian. Someone asked on the text line, which is Christian? <laughs> no, the text line isn't Christian. It's 0438 662 If you type in Christian, it will not work. The text line is not Christian. Although we're now putting a petition forward just in to call it Christian. So, mm. you know, we could be getting things going over this side of the fence. Um, this anyway, person just, asks Christian. What does it does actually actually ask you? They're yes. asking you, Christian, mm. not the text line, which will yeah. eventually be called Christian. Mm. <laughs> what does gayish mean? Okay, so that's basically the language in which gay people talk to each other. No, it's not. It's it's like, <laughs> like Simlish. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. The question is, what what did I mean by gayish? What I um, that's how I described my sexuality. Um, look. I can only speak from my perspective, like, like what I meant it to be, but um, and I, I don't even know that's like, that common a term. But ba- basically, it's just because like any time I'm asked and I start, you know, thinking about like I, because like gay is the one that everybody knows, but then you know sometimes I think like, oh, well, hang on, am I like, is um, am I a hundred percent gay? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just you know, like is is it just like you you know, do do I actually mean like homo romantic or um. I was about to say homoerotic, but no. <laughs> that's I am, it, that's it, yeah. But, yeah. but yeah. Or, 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 you know, like, I mean, if, if, if you say bi, people ex- most people expect it to be like 50-50, if that even makes sense. Um, people Which ex- is not yeah. a thing. I mm. just want to, as the resident bi on the program tonight, yeah. <laughs> it's not a. Th- it's not a thing. It doesn't happen like that. It's not just like you must mm. preference fifty percent women and fifty percent men. It changes. It's a spectrum. It's not the same thing all the time. And mm. no, if I end up in a relationship with a man, that doesn't make me straight. Ever. Mm. Christian continue. Exactly. <laughs> or you know, like um, am I passing the baton am back I- to you? Well, it's it's um. If I'm honest, um, considering all the you know the possible like word like labels I could kind of you know like choose to identify myself uh, like labels I could choose to use, um, certainly don't want to encourage any of this misconception that like oh sexuality is a choice. But you know like lab- like the labels you use, are, yeah, fair enough, that's a choice. Um, 
yeah, it, it they they almost kind of a few of like a select few of them. Like you can I can rule out some, but some of them feel like you know reading star signs. That whole thing of like if you look at your own, you think oh that kind of applies to me. But then if you actually read all of them, you're like actually they all kind of apply to me. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a subgroup of them that are like. So, I, so you know, gayish is a mix yeah. of of gay yeah. and a whole yeah. whole heap of other yeah gay convergence. Yeah, I guess it's just things. it's hard to know, like if yeah, because if I consider you know all the the many even though I'm single, um, the many many people I've been attracted to, um, you know it's obviously like it's it's hard to it's hard for me to know like well it's, I think it's hard for anyone to know like why you're attracted to this person like. Actually, not no. You know, is it is it to do with gender? Is it to do with personality? Like, what exactly? What kind of attraction is it? Um, so, it, and and you know, like I feel like choosing my sexuality would be, would be you know some kind of like data crunching thing of all those. You know, like run run up through an Excel spreadsheet of <laughs> like what's the, what's the most exactly likely reason? Is. Yes, yes. Um, or you know, or like some kind of a compass. You know, like hold it out. Um, anyway. So gayish is basically, mm. if we just pair yeah. Christian's mm. very nice little explanation there. Yes. Gayish is, is pretty much, yes, mm. gay is there, but are there also other triggers to mm. that romance or that inherent yes, exactly. want to be with that person? Um, mm. Because when we when we put sexuality, it's, mm. it's not, it isn't just a pinpoint thing. And I mm. think we're coming more to that realisation that sexuality varies among mm. all people. And... You could have one relationship that you've gone through one other way and it was all physical to start with and then you've gone into a relationship or you have it the other, the opposite way. Does that change how you then perceive romance mm. and sexuality and all of those things that come along with sexuality? So I think gayish is a way of saying that I'm not 100%, I know I'm gay, but I don't really know how it necessarily comes every yeah. day of the week. And I think most people are experiencing that these days is that sexuality is fluid mm. and it's a spectrum and it's a whole bunch of different shit and that can be confusing sometimes. But so that's exactly. why we're here to break that shit yeah. down. The most factual I've ever been allowed, uh, I've ever been able to be with this is if I've made like mental lists of like all the celebrity crushes I've had and, you know, sorted them gender-wise. So usually like if you if you look at the male column, that's huge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> If you go to the female column, <laughs> there's only one name, and that's Rihanna. So <laughs> that because might be why I go gay-ish. Yeah, that's the most specific I can be. We are going to head off to, in a completely different direction, mm. which I, I think we can both say not at all sexually attracted to, yeah. vampires. Because oh. they're going to suck your blood. Maybe the true blood ones, mm. for sure. We're talk about that but we're going to head to song. a song first. <laughs> so we're just, we're just going to let you know. We're letting you know we're going to talk about vampires mm. next. But it's Habits, Tovlo, one mm. of my faves. It's the Naughty Root Show here on Sin Nation. Uh-oh. You're listening to The Naughty Roots Show. We're going to be launching very soon into vampires. But first, <laughs> we want you to send us all of your Naughty Root questions at our Tumblr. It is thenaughtyrootshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. And we've got a brand new text line, which if you've been listening for the whole show, you know that I don't know it. So I'm going to throw <laughs> over to Christian. <laughs> what is it, Emirate? Good question. <laughs> if you if you can remember it, then hopefully 
if you're listening, you can also remember it. I'm going to give but, it a go. It's mm. 0438 Boom. Oh, throw me a parade. I got it right. But now Steady on to on. vampires because yes. that's what we're really here to talk about tonight is vampires. And mm. how do they relate to Naughty Rude? Good question. We're about to talk about it. <laughs> so exactly. lots of us know some of the big vampires like Dracula. I think most yes. people know Dracula. I don't uh, think many people really know where Dracula came from. Transylvania. Do you know where he came from? most people do know that, actually. <laughs> do you know the history of who is supposedly the very first Dracula? He's... Uh, you're Vlad not even like you what? do. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Vlad the Impaler. Um, he hmm. was a pretty nasty dude who, for all intents and purposes, liked to impale people. Which we don't suggest you ever do, and because that would be wrong and illegal, and yeah, you obviously don't kill people. Um, I, f- I feel like I shouldn't have to say it, but you know, we've come to that point where we're talking about Dracula. Basically, what happened was Vlad the Impaler. He was attacking a whole bunch of guys, and he was heading towards them at sun up, and the light blinded all of the opposing side. And what happened? A bunch of bats flew out and flew over the whole army, infected them, they all died. And that is how people came to be thinking that Vlad the Impaler and all of his evil army were in fact vampires who could turn into bats. That's where we get Dracula from. And Dracula's very, uh, he's a very big departure from what we know now in vampires. He's pretty ugly, pretty awful. He's got talon-like claws, Big fangs, usually bald, really old man. Not very attractive. Hmm. Compared to, you know, shows like True Blood and I didn't want to bring it up. You know what? No, they're not even attractive in Twilight, so we're just going to keep <laughs> that. We're just going to keep that one at the curb. But shows like, for example, True Blood, um, Vampire Diaries, the originals as well, they're all um, really... They have a lot of hot people in them. I'm just yes. going to throw it out there. Mm. So they've really made that vampire thing very sexual. And especially um, if you've seen True Blood, you will know that it's got a lot of sex in it and a lot of um, promiscuity and a lot of uh, drugs, which we do not condone here on the Naughty Rude Show. should not be doing drugs. But it's a very hypersexualized show. How do we get here, Christian? How do we get from... Evil ancient vampire suck your blood turn into a bat. To you want me to suck your blood because I'm super hot. Oh, we, we it didn't really take us long. It really with did. the original from the it original really Dracula did. novel, it was already there. Um, because he was a very unattractive man usually, um, but he had ways of becoming, if not more attractive and at least like less ugly, um, by well draining the blood of people but he always went for like a very old man and when I say very old I mean like centuries old um, went after young women um, and for most of the novel it's uh, young Victorian women in the 1800s um, especially one who happens to receive three marriage proposals in the one day it doesn't know what to do um, so yeah you mentioned like that those shows have a lot of um, I guess like obvious like sex scenes and sexual in them but um the actual like the whole vampire bite the whole like what Dracula does to his victims um was all was always really like 
a, a fairly obvious kind of allegory for, for like metaphor for sex. Like it was always seen as sexual. Um, to the point even where like the you know the first talking picture the um Bela Lugosi Dracula so like when people think of the Dracula voice and accent like it's Bela Lugosi's voice really um they weren't allowed to show Dracula like biting a man um because that was seen as homosexuality basically um and this was 1931 um when Lancer showed that on screen so you have you're at this point where like it's very much like it's equated with sex so like once you equate it with sex um you kind of realize like for the first 130 or so years at least um the deal was that uh if a young woman was um visited by Dracula and things happened naughty rude things happened between them on this visit um then there are only like and there are only two outcomes basically um the girl dies or she becomes a bad girl i mean this is like even in the the screen adaptations this is, you know, this is usually like they're an ingenue at the start like they're the most sort of angelic you know kind sweet loving you know wouldn't hurt a fly type of person um and then all of a sudden they have a spine after they basically after they've bitten by Dracula and then they go further than that and like they're they're actually like mean. Um but yeah, like one of two options. Either like dead or Super you know like evil. um twenty thirteen Miley Cyrus. That's your <laughs> those are your two options. Um and like I, I you know, that seems like a weird comparison. But like uh, you know, even though it seems weird it might seem weird to compare like female pop stars and vampires. But that's basically the two options for like uh, you know, like young female pop stars, especially after they leave, you know, like Disney or Nickelodeon mm. or whatever. Um, yeah, like you, you people tend to see them, you know, it's the whole like, it's the virgin hall dichotomy basically. Yeah. Like it's one of two ways. Gotta break the mold. Yeah. Rather like, you know, very, very sweet, very childish, very innocent. Um, or you're throw bad. Throw that caution <laughs> yeah. to the wind. Mm. <laughs> get rid of that image. Yes. And make themselves all brand new. Mm. I yeah. think it's very interesting. Mm. Um, that sim that idea mm. of that whole changing from innocence to mm. being, uh, you know, not necessarily evil, but mm. your own becoming your own person, throwing mm. away that sort of white cloak of society which puts on pur- purity and all those sorts of things that come along with femininity, mm. and becoming your own person. A um, couple of shows that actually still include vampires mm-hmm. have that sort of theme. You've got, for example, we'll go back to True Blood briefly. <laughs> We've got Jessica, who uh, is a character in the show. She has basically been homeschooled. She's a good Christian girl. She's never had sex. She's never even kissed a boy. All these sorts of things. She goes out. She leaves home for one night to go to a party. She gets captured by vampires and turned into a vampire. And that is basically the whole shedding. She's gone. That whole, that other Jessica, Mm. that, that she doesn't exist anymore. She's changed. She's... Now, she's got all these new options. Yeah, she's got to go to sleep during the day. Mm. That kind of sucks. But for the first time, she gets to be out all night on the town, sucking Mm. people's blood. So she changes very, very much. And then we've got people like um, Caroline, again, another... You know, Southern Belle type girl. She's a bit of a bitch. She's from um, the Vampire Diaries. 
and she becomes a vampire again, just like Jessica against her will. And that really brings her into her own. She becomes her own person. She's stronger. She speaks her mind a lot more. And she actually becomes a lot more likable to most of the characters um, who know her. So I think that's a very common theme with all those things as well. Um, the whole vampire trope is that bec- the vampire becoming a vampire changes you, but also become makes you become your better self almost. Um, mm. And also, it's just hot. So, you know, a lot of them are hot. And especially, I was in love with Eric from True Blood for, like, a really long time. Um, Alexander Skarsgård is really hot. So, mm. you know, who couldn't help themselves? Yes. Speaking of hot celebrities, we're going to be mm. chatting a little bit about that right after our next song. Because we've got some more texts on the text line, including one about who you would bang but it has to only be one celebrity. You can only bang one celebrity. So have a think, guys, because we want to hear your celebrity bangs. Who would you bang? <laughs> it's 0438 Text us who you'd bang. <laughs> it's the Naughty Boot Show here on Sin Nation. Talking about the dance in your pants. We have had some texts in. We are so excited because we're going to talk celebrity crushes and Basically, we have a question in that mm. was, if you could ever sleep with one celebrity, only one, you only get to sleep with one, who would you choose? Um, it's a tough question. It's a tough question. But we want to know your answers. You can tell us on our Tumblr. It is thenaughtyroodshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Or, Amrit, you can attempt to tell you the text line again. Let's do it. It's 0438 So send us who your celebrity band would be because we want to know desperately. Mm. And we do have one, sa- one answer already. You only, Actually, yeah, yes. We only have the one answer. One to kick us off. Uh, uh, I have actually, I've cheated because I've picked one man and one woman, which I think is found by. So, you know, I get, I get two because yeah. you know, I, it, they're, they're shaking their heads at me in the studio saying, that's not how it works, Amrit. One means one. And I'm like, well, one of each gender because fuck is all. Thank you. Christian, who would you pick? Let's go with you first. Who would you pick? Okay. Slightly controversial, um, but <laughs> well, as we, we've already talked about, this, we like to sprinkle a little bit of controversy on each show. So <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is our little injection of controversy. Um, oh wait, before I do, I'll, I'll just say it. So the, thank you for texting in. Um, Drake is the first one we've had. Oh, someone wants yeah. to sleep with Drake. Mm. I approve of this choice. I do. Go too. forth, mm. find Drake, <laughs> consensually have sex um, with him. And well, I I mentioned. Rihanna is my celebrity, my only female, like, true celebrity, true, as true as a celebrity crush can be, as true as that relationship can be, yeah. So, um, Rihanna and Drake, great pair to start us off. Um, but I was going to say Jamie Dornan. Um, ah, yes, yes, from from uh, Fifty Shades mm. movies. Yes, although yes. I actually haven't seen the Fifty Shades movies. I also have um, not seen them, but he is pretty cute. <laughs> But so, the first, I understand the attraction. Yes. Um, and he's also a model as well, which is really isn't surprising. Um, but the first thing I saw him in uh, was... Um, so, I don't know if you've watched Once Upon a Time, that, that fairy tale show. It's been running for quite a few seasons now and has sort of been going downhill in quality. But once it started... When it, in season, season one was great. Um, and he was in the first eight episodes of season one um, playing... The sheriff of the town slash um, the who was it? Oh, oh, the huntsman, as in like the huntsman ah, yes. to the um, mm-hmm. yeah the queen in Snow White. Um, yes, uh, many tears were shed when he 
had to leave the show. I think, yeah, I guess he would have had to leave to f- maybe it was to film Fifty Shades or to film um, The Fall, was it called? Where he plays. So I haven't seen Fifty Shades, but I've played. I've, I've seen The Fall where he plays um, a serial killer. So. She's taken Super on some, hot. Yes, yeah. I know. <laughs> but but as, as um, Sheriff uh, Graham? Yes, Sheriff Graham. Um, the first thing I saw him in, um, before I even knew I was uh, gay-ish, well, no, before, before, before I, um, I came out, um, yes, that was when I first saw him in. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, that, that kind of purely, like, I don't just, as soon as you show his face to me, I, um, some things happen. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it <laughs> Yes. Well, um, I also get some tingles. My, uh, my, <laughs> my lady, my lady crush, yes. who I would totally bang, is yes. uh, Anna Silk. For people who don't know who Anna Silk is, uh, she is the lead in Lost Girl, which is a basically it's a bit of a um, um, fantasy show. It is a fantasy show, pretty much. She plays a succubus, which of course. Leads to lots of hot sex, which is why I chose Anna Silk. Um, she both has the ladies going and the men's going, so I identify with her as a bisexual lady. And also, she's banging, so, you know, would 10 out of 10. We're just casually objectifying people on the show tonight, everyone. Um, also, I've then got my male crush, who I think everyone can agree is one of the hottest men on earth, without a doubt. Everyone knows who he is, and if you don't, I'm really disappointed in you. Tom Hardy. 10 mm-hmm. out of 10. Wood bang. There are some amazing pictures out there of him cuddling up with a little puppy, and um, it just broke my heart a little bit. It was very, very cute, and the puppy even gave him a little kiss on the nose, and it was really, really cute. And ever since then, he will be mine. I will find a way. He's wonderful. And I liked him before he was famous. Yes. I, I'm going to wow, be one of those Christian. people. Yeah. I, Thinking less of I you. saw him play, playing Bill Sykes in Oliver Twist before. This is before uh, Inception yes. where he really. So, yeah. So that was when my friends were suddenly telling me like, oh, this is really cool actor like Tom Hardy. Like, yes, I already know who he is. <laughs> Take <laughs> that. If you listen to me telling you about what I like and actors that you should know. Anyway, <laughs> but, um, he's great. We also have, we have a bit of a tongue in cheek answer as mm. well. Before we head to a song, mm. we've got someone who's texted in that mm. their celebrity would bang. <laughs> yes. Is Candy Crush. I Maybe they have a bit of a sweet I tooth. I don't know. Straight face, but they've written in that Candy Crush is their celebrity crush. Uh, I can't. I can't get it. Candy hmm. Crush. It's a celebrity crush. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> if you do want to still send us in who your celebrity would be, bang would be. Yes. <laughs> totally makes sense. Yeah. You can text us on the text line. It is o four three eight six six two four two six. It's the Naughty Rude Show here on the Nash, and it's a, we're getting a bit soulful now. We're getting a bit deep into the mems because mm. this is George Michael Careless Whisper. We're serious about sex and playful too. Careless Whisper there by George Michael. Listening to the Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation with Christian and Amorette. I had to get the name of the Sin Nation show right because I'm all over Nation on this tiny little Sunday of ours. Anyway, um, so we're coming to the um, the 
culturally and linguistically diverse section of our language episode. Um, why is this a language episode? Well, name a single point at the show. Like, name a single minute out of the show where you haven't heard us speak or use language. So, then tell me this hasn't been a language episode. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, yeah, there's the whole, like, obviously there's heaps to talk about with, so, CALD, if you haven't heard the, uh, that's kind of tidying the acronym for, of, of culturally and linguistically diverse. Um, and we're going to keep saying CALD as we talk about this because mm. it takes a very long time to keep saying culturally and linguistically diverse. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, um, I guess the mo- the just like as a what is the cow thing the place you've probably seen that is like on forms now like in the past few years you keep yeah. getting asked that um and some people yeah for some people like it's quite clear tick of the no box the tick of the yes box um there's no cow ish box for me to tick yeah. um so if i'm <laughs> honest i think it actually changes for me whether or not like yeah i yeah like like a lot of them sort of just mm. really pare it down to do you speak another language at home yeah um as well which basically is is asking if you are culturally and linguistically diverse except that if sometimes when you put that on the form people are like, I don't know what that means yeah so it's it's sort of easier to say do you speak another language at home and if you do ta-da welcome mm. ticket tape parade <laughs> you are culturally and linguistically diverse but the thing is I, I, I learn French and I, I um, often like pract- I like to practice French a lot at home um, so in primary school one time I sister I believed so that she considered like ticking the guest box for that because it was like literally yes does I anyone do in your language speak does anyone in your family speak a language other than English at home they do <laughs> I don't think that's why you're asking does it, but, does it really qualify for this do. question probably not um, but yeah it's yeah it's I guess it's it's tricky um, for for me to answer because being uh, bilingual yes. Christian mm, I, yes. I am definitely not <laughs> <laughs> in any way, shape, or form, bilingual, mm. which Christian has has found quite hilarious upon occasion. Um, mm. Is that a, like something that really turns you on? That's that's important for you. Do you get a bit like, oh, this person also speaks French, or oh, this person speaks Spanish and English? Um, or yes. is it just like cool, bro? That has yeah, that has happened actually. Like um, yes, or, or actually the the combo, um, a, a weirdly specific combo in terms of like people have had crushes on of um having a bilingual language uh sorry having a bilingual language my gosh okay so speaking french um and also having like some sort of greek background like both of those together you'd be surprised like how many people i've met who have both um and coincidentally or not like usually that's the kind of like that's the kind of person i usually like i'm attracted to Hmm. um I don't know whether. Well, yeah, I guess it's it's part of it, but it's not like the whole reason. Yeah, it's not it's not so much a deal breaker. If someone, oh if, yeah, if you if you met someone you really liked them and they went, but I don't speak French, you would be like, <gasps> get out of oh, my life. Oh, I just speak Italian. No, Spanish. No, Portuguese. Yes. Oh, phew. Okay, oh, that's okay. That's right. you speak <laughs> yeah. Something else. Are you Greek at all? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I'm Cypriot. Yeah, close enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Um, is co- so culture is a big mm. deal for you? Mm. Would you prefer someone who is? Yeah. But see, the not thing is, white. I yeah, I don't know if I well, like, I yeah, like not not consciously, but I there is, I think there is a big difference. But okay, so like for me, personal experience, like with Greek sort of culture, um, <coughs> there's a big difference between like you know first generation, second generation, third generation. Um, so I'm third generation. Um, so no, so so obviously there's there's a big difference between like um, someone who 
born in Greece, um, like raised in Greece, has spent their formative years in Greece and has moved over after, like, either at the end or towards the end of their formative years um, versus, you know, even someone who moved to, yeah, moved to Australia, like, kind of halfway through, like, mm-hmm. their, towards the end of their teenage years. Um, and certainly somebody like me who was, like, born in Australia, raised here. Um, so, like, the most interaction I've had with my... <laughs> Greek family, um, sorry, like with the Greek culture has been like you know through mm. relatives and mostly like older relatives as well. Um, so the kind of like contact with Greek culture that I've usually had has actually been like with that older generation. So it's not mm. uh, until like recently, but because Greece is quite unique. Well, Greece is a very special country, I guess we can say. Um, yeah, and unique in that like there's been sort of two big waves of like uh, Im- immigration. Um, from Greece, like my gra- basically yeah. my grandparents' generation, and very close to my generation, even yeah, actually yeah. pretty much my generation, um, yeah. So like, even yeah, obviously like the culture in Greece has changed since the nineteen forties. Um, so if if you know I'm introduced to someone and like, and you know I know they're Greek, yeah, like yeah, um, yeah. So if, like if they're Greek, like that doesn't well for anyone you know that doesn't obviously tell you everything about them but like that make yeah um in terms of like how much i can how much of a sort of like point of connection that really is or like common ground yeah. um if it's like my generation sort of like third generation so that kind of like greek relatives but um brought up here then the common ground is that the whole clash between like being brought up in this environment um out outside in Australia um, but you go to family and it's this sort of environment um, versus someone who's like spent lived their whole life and is yeah and has only moved here in like the past year um, and I don't actually speak Greek myself so that's always Ooh. the yeah. actually I have a friend yes. who is similar similar mm. thing she's uh, she's mm. Greek and she also doesn't speak a lot of Greek and she's started dating someone who's very good Greek boy and he speaks <laughs> Greek and he's like you don't know yeah. any Greek yeah. like you should take some classes and she's like yeah I probably should probably probably should she speaks very broken mm. Greek to her grandfather mm. and uh, her papu and uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah her, her family mm. is sort of like you probably probably should speak it I've it, it freaked me I didn't realize her mum spoke really great really perfect like Greek mm. and um, this old lady came in I was uh, volunteering mm. with my best friend's mum as you do and uh, this old lady came in and she spoke Greek and they just started having a full-on conversation it turned out that she was lost and that then her, her she was trying to help her get home and I was just like whoa whoa mm. what is happening I didn't even know you could speak Greek <laughs> and I was very very impressed I think anyone is impressed when they find out that someone is is bilingual someone on the, our text line has texted in mm. you can too it's 0438 they've said that bilinguals they are so sexy <laughs> double explanation mark. I do just want to say that if I did hear that from somebody like well, uh, yeah. If they, if if somebody judged me like for being Greek but not being able to speak Greek, and was like, well, if, fair enough as a oh, you know, like have ever thought of learning, like you know, it might be good to learn. But if they're like, oh, like you should learn, I'd be like, Ugh, okay, goodbye. <laughs> you are off the table. I don't need to do anything. <laughs> yeah, any attraction I might have felt for you was now gone. We're yes. gonna have a, a little chat mm. now with someone who's who she's been in the room. She's been laughing at us mm-hmm. and our silly little things that we say. Yes, this Julia this is our EP. She's gonna, she's gonna jump in and answer some questions. 
What am I answering? What's an EP, Amber? Yeah, <laughs> executive producer. We're using all the acronyms tonight. All language. Yay. Yes. It is the language episode. We're, we're getting in on things tonight, guys. We're really kicking it up a gear here. Mm. So what, what am I answering? What's How do you feel about bilingual and culturally diverse? Does that get you going? I think it does. I think there's something about being able to communicate in two languages and being able to express something that doesn't exist in one language mm-hmm. and being able to share that. And especially going through the journey of like learning through it or someone from that culture. So like Christian, I speak French as well. And it would be really cool if I dated someone that also spoke French as their native language. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you can like teach one another and you can learn bilingualism through them. And then you can sort of laugh at one another's mistakes and teach one another. So instead of going in classes and paying for that, you just use each other. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Financial benefits. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So good to eat, guys. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, really, I, I agree. Like, it's, uh, like not only Julie and I, not only uh, Judy, you and I both um, Francophones. Mm. Yes. Word. Also that means that you speak French. Yes. <laughs> I've learned something. Um, I totally thought you just completely fluffed up Francophiles. And I was oh, like, no, no. That's Francophile. Not right, Francophile. Yeah, that, you know, yeah. Like, that means that you enjoy French yeah. and French things. Yeah. Exactly. Write this down, guys. <laughs> I'm learning things tonight. Um, so, but, language is sexy. <laughs> um, but Julie and I also both have an interest in linguistics as well. Yeah. Um, so we so we know like just how different you know, different languages can be, and how it's not always a case of like word to word like correspondences, translations. Um, like different languages really do have their own unique strengths, and yeah. like words that are difficult to translate, and their own unique character. Um, There's an expression yeah. in French that's like um, stairwell wit. It's like oh the, yeah, l'esprit uh, de, uh, de l'escalier. Yeah, yes. that's it. Yeah. It's like when you think of the perfect mm. remark or the comeback as you're walking down the stairs, basically. So mm. like you've thought of it after oh, the yeah. argument or after some discussion has happened. You're like, damn it. Mm. And that doesn't exist in English, that phrase. But French has it. And there's so many different things like that in languages that you can share with people if you speak those languages. Mm. Mm. Exactly. It's like a different experience of life. Mm. And you know, like Eskimos, they have so many different words for the word snow Mm. as opposed to us. Well, we have one. But because their experience is that they have so many different ones because their whole life is snow, everything is revolved around snow that they mm. have a different experience and they can share that with the people that they're around and naturally relationships would occur from that. Mm. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And English is very strong in, like, words for sounds. Like, they got, you know, like, scratch and scrape and whereas, like, a lot of those, if you try to translate translate them into French, usually use just, like, soufflement, sound, basically. Mm. It's like, how do you say scrape in French? Soufflement. How, how do you say <laughs> squeal in French? Sifflemore. <laughs> My gosh. <Just laughs> so, yeah. You're not clever. <laughs> um, You're so, sexy, but not clever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they were kind of, and, and we're, we're just talking about, I guess, like fairly trivial things, but, you know, even like very, so, you know, if, since we are, we are talking about love and relationships, um, this is an example from French. This is an, ex- an example from Arabic, um, but uh, a way of saying I love you, uh, Yara. Yarabune, I believe it is, um, literally means I will. Oh no, you will bury me. Hmm. <laughs> I know it sounds morbid, but you're basically like you're, and people still say it quite casually. But um, you're literally saying to someone. So like, translated as "I love you," but you're literally saying to someone, um, 
I want to. I hope I die before you, because I can't bear to live without you. Ooh. That's deep. It is. I know. Um, and when you think about, like, I guess for probably even like subconsciously, um, for a lot of Arabic speakers, if you ask them, you know, what love is, they might even just purely ba- on the basis of that phrase say something like that. Like, love means that you can't bear to be without someone. Um, you can't live without them. You want to die. They might even say that means someone you'd want to die before. Something like that. So, yeah. Very Romeo and Juliet. Yes. <laughs> it is, Just actually. add another culture in there. Yeah. <laughs> so much culture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. well, speaking of love being in the air, mm-hmm. we're going to play a little bit of Phil Collins' It's In The Air Tonight. Ooh. Naughty Root Show here on The Nation. You're listening to The Naughty Root Show. We've been having some great chats over the show. We've talked vampires. We've talked culturally and linguistically diverse dating and romance. We've had <laughs> chats about our bangs, celebrity bangs, to be specific. Oh. We're going to have a little chat now about some of the questions that have come in over our Tumblr and over our text line. If you want to be one of those people asking a question, you can text us at 0438 or you can get us on the Tumblr. It is thenaughtyroodshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. So one of the questions that we've got in is, it's, it's a little bit rude, it's a little bit naughty, uh, mm. this question. It is simply cut or uncut. For people who don't know what this refers to, it refers to the male genitalia known as the penis and directly refers to circumcision. I believe the question is trying to, uh, to point us in the direction of uh, our preference for either cut or uncut. Personally, um, from my experiences, I find circumcised penises better. I do know, however, that um, with a circumcised penis, there is less lubrication because um, that whole skin that is cut away, that is actually self-lubricating. So it means that people who have circumcised penises bring some lube along with you or just pray to God that that she is as wet as she can possibly be because otherwise you're going to have a little bit of pain there. That is my personal preference. Christian, do we have a personal preference? I don't think I do, actually. I'm yet to decide. Love it. Love it. I, feel <laughs> I love like, it too. I feel like that's I've the got nice so much answer. to discover. I feel, I feel really mean. I, like, <laughs> I'm not going to see an uncircumcised penis and mm. be like, no, thank you. Mm. Like, if I'm, if I'm good to go, I'm good to go. But... Yeah, that would be my preference overall. If I saw an un- if I saw a second size penis on a bike, yes, yes, queen. We also have another question, Christian. Would you like to grab that one? That's from our text line. Oh four three eight six six two four two six. Beautiful. Just in case you forgot. <laughs> um, so earlier in the show, we talked about neurodiversity. Um, and this is a question more about terminology, I guess, than anything else. Um, but it's a language episode, so it's perfectly relevant. So uh, the question is, they're saying, why not call the LGBTQI community? Oh, yeah, I got Let's, that one right. Yeah. So shall we go into what the mm. acronym means before we, before we get into the rest of the question? So, um, oh, oh, I might just read it all out. Yeah, we'll, then, yeah. we'll finish So why not we'll call the, the LGBT, LGBTQI community just sexual diversity? Question mark. Like how you do with the neuro 
like how you do with neurodiversity rather than autism Tourette's etc oh okay all right so it's a question of like Okay. Why don't we, we have? We why, why do we need yeah. a bajillion different words yeah. if we just have? We just don't have one big yeah. umbrella term. Um, technically, it kind of is an umbrella term. It's just an acronym, shortened version of that umbrella umbrella term. Um, basically, it means lesbian, bi, transgender, queer, or intersex. Um, a lot of them come with pluses on the end to to add in. Um, Things like uh, sometimes people add in allies, which I'm not really a fan of. Hmm. Um, some people put asexuality, aromantic. There's a lot of different letters in that hmm. acronym. And LGBTIQ, this is what I call it, plus, um, is sort of the, the pared down version. There are a lot of people who actually um, who have other versions that they're trying to get more recognised. And I kind of understand, yeah, why don't we just call it something different? Sexual diversity, however, (laughs) not what you want to be calling it because it isn't just about sexuality. Um, There's things in there like aromantic, which has absolutely nothing to do with sexuality. It's to do about romance. It's the same as asexual. It has absolutely nothing to do with sex. Mm. It has to do with like with love and the non-sexual component that, mm. of that, um, as well as transgender, obviously has to do with with gender and gender identity. So sexual diversity is unfortunately not a, a broad umbrella term that that we can use. And the thing is, it, it never used to be. It never used to have Q and I and plus and mm. all these other letters. Um, it used mm. to just be LGBTQ. It used to just be LG as well. Yes, so. exactly. It's like way, it way has back. grown and yes. grown and grown and grown because the mm. community has grown because as we've gotten away from um, as as we have progressed as a society and women now can do things great, we've obviously moved through issues as as a community as a species. We've grown and we've diversified and you know we've we've come to realize things about ourselves that we didn't necessarily focus on before because you know we were poor and living in squalor and we need to rise up from that oppression now there is other types of oppression that we have to face and there are other ways that we can identify label ourselves and become part of a community and that's why a lot of people identify um within the lgbtiq spectrum Hmm. personally i actually find i tend I tend to use the word, if you're talking about like having an umbrella term as opposed to something that I guess can feel just like a very long list, especially given there's the, the plus on the end, you know, feels like a bit of a catch-all anyway. So I tend to just say like the queer community. Yes. Um, but always, if there's any doubt, like you're making it queer that like, making it clear that <laughs> by queer, I don't mean gay. <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying the gay community, um, unless I happen to be talking about the gay community, but, like, I'm not being exclusive in that way. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like, especially since the acronym, everyone tends to say, you know, that there's not actually that much agreement around, like, what the acronym is supposed to be. Like, yeah. lots of people tend to, you know, leave off the last couple. Not everyone adds the plus at the end. Some, some people, you know, like, even change some of the orders the last few. It gets a bit, yeah, usually mm. after the queue... People tend to drop trail off, the, off. Yeah, drop the yeah. letters off. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. Whereas saying queer, and it's also just, you know, I think fair enough if you think the acronym is mm. too long. Well, it's not even an acronym because you don't say um, 
<laughs> yeah, you can't even say <laughs> you, you can't, you can't you try can't and say it. blur it into one word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know a lot of people who say um, sexual, sexually and gender diverse. Mm. Um, I know that that's, a, that's an acronym that some people are trying to bring in as more mm. all-encompassing and that way you don't um, leave any letters off and, and upset people. Yeah. The thing is too that as all of these letters grow and we mm. become more and more um, diverse in the community, mm. we need more and more letters to accommodate. Yeah. So <laughs> by sort of making it more of that <laughs> sexual yeah. and gender diverse, that sort of Wraps it up in a neat little bow and no one feels mm. like they don't fit in. And the thing is, we can use queer, definitely. Yeah. I think that comes to another whole issue, which is taking back that word that's been used for a long time as, as um, something that is oppressive and seen as a slur. And the community is trying to take that back. The disabled community um, in Australia has taken back CRIP and have um, basically turned it on its head. Um, I know lots of... Uh, the disabled community um, in America has taken back GIMP and reclaimed that word. The thing is, though, that some people still feel that these words are negatives in their lives, that they've had thrown against them in, in awful times and experiences that they've had where that use that word has been used against them. Um, and that, has, that has means that they're not okay with that. They're not okay with reclaiming that word. They don't feel safe using that word. So for a lot of the community, yep, queer is great and it is all-encompassing. Um, it's more of the fact that not everyone in the community is going to feel that way, especially when we're talking about um, the community, the very the birth of the community um, and those people who have been through those oppressive times, who have been through the laws in Australia, in, in America, where being, being gay has been illegal and having gay sex was a crime. Um, people who've, who've protested on the streets to be bashed by police, um, those people have a massive issue with the word queer being reclaimed. And it is a lot of young people who've come out and who haven't really experienced that word to the same extent as some of the, um, the soldiers and veterans of the community have. So it's a very complex topic, um, as, yeah. as you can see, and something that's ever-changing and um, everyone's putting in their two bobs worth and it's an ongoing issue for sure um, within the community. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to leave it there. It is an ever-growing topic. If you're interested to find out more, definitely give it a Google. There's plenty of information. You can get us on the Tumblr. It is thenaughtyrucho.tumblr.com forward slash ask. You can also get us on that text line, Christian, hit it. <laughs> you know it so well. Well, <laughs> we're out of time for this week. Um, but if you want to tune in next week, 8 to 10 p.m. on Sin Nation Sundays, um, 0438-662-426. Um, and I would also like to mention um, that if you... Um, if you missed any of today's episode um, or any of, our pre any of our previous episodes, you can also listen back to it on the podcast um, at yep. you know, sin.org.au. Omni and iTunes hmm. these days as well, fans. And Spotify, so I believe, yes. Get us on it. We are amazing. Hmm. You can get us on the Facebook, <laughs> The Naughty Rude Show, and you can hmm. grab us on the sweet, sweet Twitter as hmm. well. So give us a follow, give us a like, and tune in next week, 8 till 10. <laughs>